Welcome into the Bears Coaches Show with Head Coach Matt Nagy, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock here tonight on News Radio 1059 WBBM. Coach Nagy here until the bottom of the hour, and then we turn it over to defensive coordinator Sean Desai. Matt, congratulations on that win. Uh, an emotional one for you again. Uh, back to back weeks, really. Uh, you could see it in your post-game delivery to the fellas, uh, 20-9 to 9 at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. And you, you kind of consider this a landmark win right now for you, personally. Yeah, you know what, Jeff? I think uh, the biggest thing for our players was just, you know, putting together a really good week of practice, which is as every week. But then we knew going into this this game yesterday that it was going to be a, um, a battle. It was going to be a, you know, fight. And um, we had to be ready for it, and our guys were. And I think that's what I was really impressed about and, and – uh, and they did it for for four quarters, and that's what happens when you when you when you fight and you do it together and you play smart, you protect the football, you get after their quarterback. Um, you know, usually good things happen. Well, you know, and you finished. Sometimes it's one thing to come out, especially against the you know the Raiders. They're a team that was starting slow in the first quarter and even a little bit of the second quarter, but then they come out in that third and fourth quarter, they can really get after it. And I look back at the start of that that first play of the third quarter when when uh, Robert Quinn made a nice tackle and made a second and one, and then we got a, uh, a a tackle for a loss, and then they had that we had that break where on the scramble he dropped the ball, and sometimes that's just the way it goes, and and you need some of those every now and then, and so we were able to take advantage of that. The defense got a couple more three and outs, and we were playing the, the punt game back and forth to each other, and finally until it broke open, and we were able to um, to you know really at the end of there in the fourth quarter, get that field goal to make it eight-point game and then get that other field goal to, to make it uh, two scores. Fans travel. We know it. We knew they were going to be there, and, you know, you you felt it in a profound way. And I had a chuckle this morning, and I got back uh, early this morning on a red eye. I, I saw a tweet from a Bears fan uh, thanking the Raiders for building a brand-new stadium for Bears fans. And, you know, <laughs> because in the hallways, which you can't see and I didn't see, uh, the the chance and and the singing the bears fight song in the, in the corridors of the building is something that you would have never seen in Oakland Coliseum during the old black hole days. So you know this was this was an interesting addition yeah. to the equation. At the end of the game, when we were running off the field to head into the locker room, the, the the sea of orange jerseys and the bears jerseys all over the place was just it was it was unbelievable, and they were just cheering and. They were such a big part of that, and it just means so much to our players. All right, so last week, the the chiseling of the identity started to take shape, and now you're starting to polish it up a little bit. Is this is this what we're looking at for 2021? Well, I feel like it's a mindset right now within the offense and, and the identity that we have, um, understanding that you know a lot of this is is you got to make sure that you're able to run the ball. And we've always said that from day one, but I think now you start looking at different personnel, you look at different uh, formations, and but you, you got to be able to, to have enough to where you can make adjustments too. So um, really, you can have whatever plays you want, but if the mindset of the guys, they understand what we're doing when we go into it, and, and I think that's what we're really feeling the last couple of weeks is that identity. And now we just build off of that. But it's nice being able to, to head into those games and, and then get off to a fast start. Um, with the offense, and I just appreciate that from the players and coaches. Well, and, and the good news here is also, I mean, while the passing game is still trying to get its sea legs with a new quarterback and a rookie quarterback at that, <clears throat> there's other things happening to get wins. So you're winning with an offense that's still statistically, not that that matters, but is still a work in progress here in terms of the yeah. passing game. Yeah, and that, and that's that's a part of this process like you just mentioned. So 
when you have a rookie quarterback and, and you're going through trying to build this identity, um, other things will come. And I think you, you felt it against Detroit. We had more shots, right? We were able to, Mooney was able to take advantage of some coverages and Justin made some good throws and, and some games, you know, when you have whatever it was, 37 or 38 runs like we did yesterday, um, again, a lot. some of those can come in that fourth quarter when you're in four-minute mode and you're winning. And when they know you're going to run, can you run? So all that said, I just really big picture offensively, I love the way the guys are accepting um, this identity. It doesn't matter what position, they're doing it together, and it makes it fun. Let's talk about that running game uh, with Damian Williams, 16 for 64 in a tutty. Uh, Khalil Herbert, 18 for 75, but uh, pro football focus had 50 yards of that after contact. Yeah, and that's what I think that's what you felt. We all felt that. So, you know, Damian is a guy where, and when we were really evaluating him as a free agent, one thing that stuck out on tape with Damian is that it's he, it's it doesn't happen very often where the first man brings him down. So if you look at that touchdown run, you know, that play was designed to be able to have him go one-on-one on the corner. And we're going to, you know, go ahead and, and bet on our guy, our running back. And, and he proved us right. So that's what that's what's beautiful about him. He also lowered the boom a few times, too, down there in the red zone. Uh, lowered his shoulder and maybe didn't get, a you know, many yards, but it was a physical run. And then with Khalil, you can just see, like, the way he glides through those holes. And, and he's physical. He's got low contact balance. And, uh, and he's smart. So those two guys really did a great job of picking up where, where David was and, and Montgomery. And uh, I think with, with all those guys, man, they do such a great job. Got to talk to Jimmy Graham on uh, one of those late runs. Uh, I, get, I, I thought Herbert was down, and he's churning his legs, a la Montgomery. And then here's Jimmy Graham. All of a sudden, the pile keeps moving, and now you look at the replay, and Jimmy Graham is grinding his legs and celebrating this. He's not getting targets. He's not getting touches. But the last two weeks, his emotion as a blocker really stood out. And uh, it's it, you got to embrace it at that point in your career to really want to do that. And that that speaks volumes to who Jimmy is as a as a as a person, but as a professional football player. This guy just wants to win, and you know he he honestly does not care about anything but winning. So when it comes, if he needs to help this team by blocking and that's what he's going to do. He knows that the other stuff will come, and I just think he's a very selfless person that that just cares about his players and his teammates and his coaches, and if that's what we ask him to do, he's going to do it. Defense went in there and shut down the NFL's passing leader. How'd he do it? Yeah. No, well, they did it as one. They did it together. Um, you had to be able to stop the run, which we did. Uh, you got to be able to, to affect Derek Carr's uh, lane, his passing lane. And he, he had one or two times where he had a clean pocket, but for the most time, uh, most of the time there, those guys were really getting after him. And then it helps the DBs on the back end. And so I think all in all, we just kept them out of rhythm. And uh, and then Sean Desai and those coaches did a wonderful job. Fields under center, takes, play fake. Fields rolling to his right, hit as he delivers into the end zone. Touchdown! Jesper Horsted! Touchdown Bears! Fields took another pop. Bears have the lead, 6-3, here in Vegas. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears. Learn more at whipley.com. You just heard the touchdown throw, Justin Fields to Jesper Horstead. That will go down in uh, his history, his personal history, as his first NFL passing touchdown. Break it down for us. Yeah, we had a little uh, naked there to get Justin on the edge. They played it pretty well. We, we had an idea that they might try to zone, zone us out and, we had um, we we had to make it out to the right on the flat, and they they covered it. But again, a lot of times down there in the red zone, 
there's there's not a lot of plays that are wide open. So sometimes it's about the players making plays, and that's exactly what happened. We got the edge. Justin got to the edge, and he made a great throw to it, running, you know, off his right, throwing it off his right foot, running to his right, kind of throwing back to his left a little bit. And Jesper just kind of, the guy was face guarding him, and he just made a heck of a catch, which he's done a lot in practice. You got, I mean, we see it all the time. So it wasn't shocking by any means, but he made a great catch, and uh, it was really neat to see. Brought up the throw to Mooney uh, with you on the postgame show last night, but uh, it deserves another look because uh, the Mooney on third and 12 on the 27-yard line, that, that's a marquee play in this game because it's 14-9 and you're in a dogfight, you don't know what's going to happen, and you, you chewed off another almost nearly five minutes on the clock because of that chain mover. No doubt. And those are moments that we're all going to look back at, you know, throughout the season and say, you remember that play. And you're right, when it's 14-9, to nine, they had just scored a touchdown, and it was so imperative for us offensively to get some first downs. And worst-case scenario, come out of there with three like we did. But that play right there kind of signifies our guys – stepping up when they had to and Mooney making a play, Justin making a throw, the O-line protecting. And, uh, you know, those are not easy conversions in the NFL. That Those third and 12s are hard, and, and we were able to, to convert it, which is great. So the young man took a lot of hits, obviously. Uh, I, I think I numbered six. Uh, but some of those, can you coach him out of them? Yeah, there's there's some. You always want to coach him out, as many as you can. And, and um, you know, the one that he took on the very first one with, with the quarterback draw, um, that that's one there where you're in situational football. And, and we knew all week that that was something we were going to look at doing. And the, the safety, you got to give him credit too. He came up and made a, a, a big play. So as Justin goes through this, we know that at times we're going to use his legs because he's so he's such a weapon. But at the same point in time, it's the risk reward. So we got to know and understand that we also need him healthy. So that'll be, that'll be important. Yeah. And you know, you kind of felt too, once he did take that hit, the Raiders were going to try as hard as they could. Yeah. Even at, you know, they, they drew a lot of penalties and there was a couple of roughings. So they were going yeah. after him. For sure. And, and that's, uh, you know, that's going to happen to a rookie quarterback and especially a guy that, that will run. And, and so he knows that. So what we got to do is make sure we as coaches teach him as much as we can to, to make sure he doesn't take that extra hit. All right. So, let's get into the Khalil Mack. This could be known as the Khalil Mack game because I think, you know, he rose all boats because of his history there and the respect this team has for him. Is there any aspect of this that you felt this team played hard as well for Khalil Mack on this particular day? You know what? I would say the way he played was, I mean, it was on another level and and I think it's, it's what a, what a great game to be able to do that for considering the circumstances that said, I think a lot of our guys would say on defense and, and Khalil included that they're playing, they're playing as one right now. They're doing it for each other and they understand the magnitude and that, Hey, you know, this was his old, but they, they honestly, including Khalil, like this is about going there to get the win for, for the 20, 21 bears. And, and so, um, you know, I think that's probably the biggest thing, but it, it was really, it was a special day for him and his teammates definitely helped out. Got to talk Robert Quinn, too, because any question about what he's got left in the tank in terms of quickness and speed, when he read the screen to Brian Edwards and he tracked him down and brought him down from behind, I mean, that he looked fantastic on that play, but that kind of effort, when that shows up, when you're, you go to the team meeting tomorrow and you put that play on, on, the, on the screen, everybody's going to jump out of their seat, and that's how we do it for a veteran. That's how we do it. Yeah, that that's without a doubt. And we've been emphasizing that this entire season. And, and that's what you love is when you can take 
And here's the deal too, Jeff, is that he, that didn't just happen. He practices that on uh, on a daily basis. I mean, sometimes we have to pull him back in practice because he's going 100 miles an hour all the time. So it translates to the game. And, and that's what we all saw. And when your teammates see that, it's not a sack. It's not, it's not you know, a sack fumble. It's not an interception. It's an effort play. Man, that's contagious. Duke Shelley and Kindleville Door, you, you knew they were going to get targeted because they still have a lot to prove. And I think they had 12 targets, but they, they gave up less than 60 yards in the passing game yesterday. Talk about those two guys. That's a, that's a big part of the, the, the play yesterday. And, and even when you look down and they put Waller, who's one of the best red zone targets in the NFL, best, red, red, best tight ends in the NFL, one-on-one, it just shows the confidence that, that, that our coaches have in Kindle to be there one-on-one. And he made a great play. And when you can do that, you're making special plays. So I think in general, you, you could see that, you could feel that. And again, Duke Shelley did a wonderful job too. Fields from center takes turns, giving it away and bouncing to the outside left. Nice spin in the open field, into the end zone for the touchdown. Touchdown, Bears! Damian Williams in from the four. Bears extend their lead over the Raiders to 13-3 here in Vegas. Download the Chicago Bears app to play our new predictor game, Risk It, brought to you by Bet Rivers for your chance to win $250 in free bets at a custom Bears jersey. With Bears head coach Matt Nagy, Jeff Joniak coming up shortly. Sean Desai, the Bears defensive coordinator for the back half of the program here. Uh, that was the Damian Williams touchdown run, the four-yarder. Uh, what a spin move, huh? That was sweet. <laughs> it was It was sweet. That's what he's done. That's what we talked about. And, and when you have that, uh, that, that makes it a lot easier for, for all of us. And we're just appreciative of him. You know, he did a great job in practice and, tra- and took it to the game. All right. With the, with the full roster and the, the utility of having that and guys on the practice squad, when something happens, like you inserted Alex Bars last week, and offensive linemen do this around the league, but now uh, an even expanded role, looks like he was on the field for 13 times as an eligible player. You guys had nine runs, four passes. You got a 15 yards on the runs and a touchdown. And Fields was three of four and thir- for 31 yards. So that's good production, having that extra attacker out there. But how he was deployed. Does this – so talk about that part of it first, him. But what it signals to the rest of the roster, hey, we may need you. We may need you sure. throughout the course of this season. We're using – we're utilizing everything on this roster. Without a doubt. I think our coaches did a great job of – um, game plan and using him and, and getting him in the game and, and being able to use him at certain times. And you, you know, Jeff, like you can put him in on certain calls in practice throughout the week on that call sheet, but you, but you know, you don't know if you ever get to him. And it just so happened yesterday that, that uh, you know, we were getting to him. And uh, like you said, 13 plays is, is, is a good amount. I think it's a good number. Um, and you can rely on him. Alex has done a great job of being reliable and dependable and it, it helps us out. So that's that's why we did. And I think moving forward as we go just speaks to who he is. And then we can we can keep working off of that. Let's dip into the special teams uh, because it was a complimentary football game. All three phases deserve a credit here. The operation continues to excel for the kicking game. And Cairo with two uh, really important 46-yard field goals in the fourth quarter. Those aren't, those aren't gimmies. But now the NFL's longest streak of consecutive field goals made. This guy, man... He's been a find, and he is—he's delivering you great confidence to put him out there. Yeah, and that, that's credit to Ryan and all his guys for Dick Cairo in here. It, It's—he's been—he's just—you uh, know—he just comes out and he—he he does what he's supposed to do. And you get in that moment yesterday in the game, and you just feel so good 
uh, when, when he's kicking those 46-yard field goals. You really do. And I think that having that calm and that confidence that he's brought and instilled to our kicking game, I think it makes all of us feel good. And those were two big kicks, and, and uh, it showed the importance of it. We see some personality in the return game with Jakeem Grant. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what you're going to get. Interesting. Uh, yeah, without a doubt. And I'll say, and, you know, that's the, the beauty of that part of the game is he does have a lot of experience doing that back there. So, so as coaches, you understand that. Now, there's some things that in the game that you want to make sure that you're, 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 you know, you're being smart about. And, and, uh, and Coach Tabes and Coach Gann will do a great job with that. But at the same point in time, I know this. When you kick the ball to him, you know every time that it, it can go the distance. And, and I think that other teams know that as well. So it's nice having that. He's, he's only going to get better, and uh, he's been a great addition. All right, so it's that, uh, it's that point in the season, first Packer game. I see the grin. Uh, here we go, 4-1 and one on a four-game roll. Uh, a kind of a hard team to pinpoint outside of the obvious, the, the big two uh, with Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers, but a lot of injuries. So you got to sort through that a little bit in terms of personnel. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And like you said, nothing needs to be said in regards. I think our, our building, our, our players, coaches, everybody understand the significance of this game. Uh, we're, we're not going to downplay it, but we're not. We're also going to uh, stay in, in in the moment right now with where we're at. I think we're in a good place. Um, we got to have a great week of preparation. Anytime you're going against Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and and uh, in that offense, they're always going to challenge you. They're always in the game, and so uh, we, we're, this is going to have to be a week where, again, uh, when we play on Sunday, a game where all three phases are together. And if we can keep that going. Um, we'll, we'll be excited in the end. And a game where you, again, you just, you need to, and you want to keep that crowd. When, when, when our crowd gets into it and they, they affect the game, we usually come out victorious. And I think that's where uh, it, it's just, it, they're so energetic. They get going and there's, there's such a, uh, you know, just a great feeling and it just gets our defense going and they get, you know, and when our, getting after the quarterback and trying to sack them as much as you can and they create turnovers and then it gets the offense going. It's all complimentary. It all goes hand in hand. So that's what I'm really looking forward to is seeing our crowd get crazy this, this weekend and, and uh, what better way to do it against than Green Bay. All right. Enjoy your week of prep. We'll talk to you down the road here. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Take Appreciate care. We'll it, see Matt. You. Bears float their safeties back deep corners up tight. Snap is back. Stun up front. Here comes Matt. He's got power and down he goes. Sacked. Back to the 21-yard line on a second and six snap. Khalil Mack on a stunt inside. Gets home. Sunday's game against the Green Bay Packers is brought to you by Hall of Fame partner PNC, the official bank of the Chicago Bears. Back here on the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. I'm Jeff Joniak with Bears defensive coordinator Sean Desai. Sean, how you feeling? And congratulations on that victory. Uh, a lot of great things to discuss here. Khalil Mack sack as we came out of commercial break here. And that's an old friend he put down to the ground a couple of times. But uh, just in general, his performance was uh, inspiring and he was all over the place. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that's probably the right word to use. Uh, you know, he's battling through some injuries and things like that. But uh, he's as, as much of a warrior and a professional as you'd ever want. And he showed it on tape uh, yesterday. Played really hard. Uh, they played together. They were swarming the ball, and they brought a physicalness to the game that we tried to emphasize. And so I was proud of that. And there were a lot of guys showing it on tape yesterday. And mm-hmm. in the in the big picture, what you've done here, you quieted a ninth ranked scoring offense in football. And you know the first forty possessions, I think, of the year, 
four three and outs, five yesterday. Uh, you know, uh, our big emphasis is try to win first, second down early, and then try to get them off on third down when we get a chance. And we had some good opportunities early in the game where uh, we got them to third down quickly, and the guys executed uh, the plan on third down. And so the result of that is, you know, like we tell our guys, you play less reps or you get into a little bit of rhythm on third down, you take an offense out of, out of their rhythm. And so I think uh, we, we did uh, a pretty good job of doing that yesterday. And let's talk about the, the secondary because uh, with the kind of weapons they had there and Hunter Renfro and certainly the speed of rugs and, and the tight end, Darren Waller, you would believe that they would try to put some mismatches or what they believe are mismatches. But I brought this up with Matt. The job that Duke, Shelley, and Kendall Vildor, I, I had them for 12 combined targets, but they gave up 60 passing yards. That's it. Put in perspective what they were challenged with, tasked with, and how they responded particular but really the whole second was challenged with trying to limit the explosive uh, passes and uh you know we've 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 been good at that at points and not so good at other points this season and that's been a huge point of emphasis for us and uh you're seeing what you're seeing is is guys taking the coaching and understanding how the defense is fitting together and seeing where they can go make plays on the ball and where they can't uh because you know uh, that's part of the way we teach our defense here is there's opportunities for certain guys in certain plays and not other ones and then when they're it's not their chance. They got to be able to win their leverage. And Duke and Kinder are a great example of that yesterday, where they they won a lot of their leverages and and used their help in the defense. And uh, we were able to get off the field, and they made some big plays and some big tackles. You know how you explain that right there. I can visualize it, but it is is also you allow them to have the freedom to have some intangible ad lib, not not to ruin the defense. You still have a responsibility, but can they use their instincts and go after things? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and I think the, the art of this whole thing is trying to teach them when they can go after things in situation, whether it's a certain point in the game or uh, a certain route that they see, a certain route stand, a certain formation. So that that's part of our challenge as coaches is trying to teach those guys when they can do it. You know, we never want to take the natural instincts away from these guys. And we want to try to really accentuate those because we got a lot of highly instinctive players. And so that's what we continually try to do. You know, it's funny because uh, you, you look at all the positives after a, a win from a fan perspective, and then as a coaching perspective, you know where some of the things that you weren't pleased with, when a guy is open and drops a pass, you, you dodge bullets. Uh, but that is also a part of the game, right? I mean, that's just the way it is, and you got to live with it. You point it out, but you can use it, I guess, to your advantage a little bit, not to scare guys, but, hey, listen, we did this, but this could have happened. For sure. You know, I think – Part of our job at the end of every week, win, lose, or draw, is to kind of be honest with the tape. Uh, and that's what we try to do when we get these guys in. And and we're honest with them on all the good stuff that they do. And we're honest with them on some some of the things that we need to improve on. And I think that's our job. It's only week five of the season. So, uh, you know, I always tell our guys, uh, rarely have I seen a perfect game being played on any side of the ball. And so there's always going to be room for improvement. And, and we've got that. And then we're not going to complain about guys dropping passes against us because uh, – <laughs> We, we oftentimes get the other ones. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. So we'll, we'll, we'll take those as many as we can. And, and there, there's reasons for drops also, you know, the physicalness of the game and uh, the swarming and all that stuff. So I think uh, the defense uh, benefited from that uh, play mentality yesterday. No question. <clears throat> you could put ghosts in the head of receivers who are wide open. No no question Correct. about it. Snap back, Carr. Here comes Mack rushing inside with Blackson. Carr lets it fly down the field. Intercept. center field and intercepted. Intercepted by the Bears, DeAndre Houston Carson. 
And the Bears celebrate. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. Attending Sunday's game, be sure to stop by the Middle Light Ultimate Tailgate located at the Field Museum for food, games, music, and more. Free to Bears fans of all ages, the Ultimate Tailgate opens at 10 a.m. through one hour post-game. Here with Bears defensive coordinator Sean Desai. It's no longer a surprise when DHC makes a play on defense. It's uh, something he's good at. He did it in the clutch last season. He had to run a long way to get that, but you felt it coming. And you just wondered, was he going to get there? And he got there and made a great interception. Break that down. Yeah, I agree. He did a great job. He's playing the post in that defense, uh, disguising. First, he did a great job disguising the coverage uh, and hung on his hash. And it was a far hash that he was on. And then he read the quarterback and took his break. You know, like we just talked about taking your opportunities when you can. You know, he saw the quarterback's eyes and he, and he went ahead and go ahead and took his opportunity. So he saw one deep throw coming and, and, you know, he, he timed it up. He took a great angle and then. Uh, good things happen when you run to the ball like that. Let's talk about Deshaun Gibson. He gets a sack, and let's talk about Travis Gibson. You know, first with Deshaun, you know, it's always good to have a veteran back like that, and uh, he made a great play on the on the time that we blitzed him over there off the edge, and you know, beat the running back, and kind of kept pursuing, and uh, was able to get him down, and then until uh, he was able to finish him off too. So that was a good job there on the sack. And with Travis, you know, it's just a prime example of a young guy. Uh, just needing some time in this defense to learn it and then uh, getting some good coaching by Coach Huey uh, and then understanding what we expect of him in his roles uh, when he's in the game. And, and he's embracing all of that. You know, he's embracing the techniques that we're teaching, the fundamentals, and understanding the bigger picture of, of how he fits, how his role fits into the defense. Uh, and then when he gets his opportunities, however many he gets in the game, because that's variable uh, based on his role right now, uh, he's taking full advantage of him. And, and that's, that's uh, something nice to see for him. You know, an impressive victory in and of itself, just to how you shut down that, that offense and made the plays, and you did it without, again, another starter in Akeem Hicks. How impressive is that? Yeah. Important. You know, how credit, important is that also? You know, I think it's impressive and important to credit to Coach Rumpf and Tobe, uh, Shane Tobe that uh, work in the D-line room to get those guys going. Uh, but you see that, that, you know, what we're developing here and what we're trying to build is this mentality of the next man up. Uh, and you lose a guy like Akeem, which is, we all know, is a huge uh, loss for our defense. You know, he, he's one of the leaders of the defense and he brings a different type of presence down the middle of the defense. But we have other really good players. You know, Bilal Nichols steps up, steps up. Angelo Blackson steps up. Mario Edwards steps up. Eddie Goldman had had uh, his best game thus far uh, coming back and was really physical at the point of attack. Uh, and Kairos Tonga st- steps up. You know, so guys understand what the way we want to play defense on this side of the ball is there's a certain level that we expect. And regardless of who, who's filling those shoes, the level's not going to change. And so everybody rises up to that. And that was a prime example of that yesterday. Uh, the pressures are coming. Uh, I think Blackson had four more. <laughs> is that an underrated aspect of his game, is collapsing that pocket from his position? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, you say it's underrated, but he's done it. Yeah. And, and we've known that he's done it. And so we, we try to utilize that and continue that. You know, that, that's a, a special trait that he has to be able to go rush passer from the inside and create some havoc. And, and he's understanding and, and playing within the defense and accepting those roles. And then same thing, like like we talked about Travis, when it's his time to go and, and win, you know, he's winning. And and pressures are just as important uh, because they still get after the quarterback. And you can't always get there. You know, that, that, that's one thing that we all got to understand. And those guys got to understand that. The timing of the play sometimes doesn't always allow you to get there, but uh, the pressures are impactful, and I think I think just being around the quarterback uh, impacts those guys. Five weeks in, do you feel your defense completely understands what you want and how you're scheming them? I know it's different every week, but do you feel that you've wet their beak a little bit, wet their appetite about okay, what what's next? Because they are being deployed. 
they are being used in different ways in different fashion. Does that feed their excitement? I hope so. You know, I hope so. You know, it's a long season. We want to keep these guys engaged uh, as much as we can. See that when, when we do have uh, some unique things for different guys, that one, we'll call it, you know, it's going to show up on tape. And then two, that they're going to have opportunities to go make plays. Yep. You know, we're still growing as a defense and we're still trying to build our brand the way we want to be in. You know, I've said it before. It's, it's going to be a season-long process, our growth process. And, and, and we're okay with that. You know, we're okay with that because we like where we're trending right now. Uh, and it's still only week five and we got a lot of football left to play. But uh, we're at a good spot at week five. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears defensive coordinator Sean Desai. I uh, want to talk about a couple of other players. Danny Trevathan gets back on the field. You know, hard to keep that guy down. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's, it's always good to get uh, a guy who's, who's obviously got a lot of stripes on the wall uh, in this defense and get him back on the field and, and get him kind of his feet wet back uh, playing with the guys. And so that was, that was fun for him. And, you know, he had some production too, which was nice. We talk about the Robert Quinn play on the screen to Brian Edwards. Well, he sniffed it out and then just turned on the Jets, and he looked he looked young. It's showing on tape. You know, his effort and his relentless nature, uh, his pursuit and his ability to finish on the ball, uh, and that's just one example. But you turn on that tape, and 94 is flying all across the field, and, and that's impactful. And the guys know it, our players know it, and I think opponents see it. And and so that that's a credit to him and his preparation and, and his training towards what, what he wants to get done. Now it's time to look ahead. Brought to you by Bet Rivers, the official sportsbook partner of the Bears. Sean needs no introduction to the Packer rivalry because, uh, let's see, this would be, what, game 17? <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, I mean, so you've seen it all. You know it all. Uh, you know what to expect. You know what's at stake here. How do we look at this team right now? Like the other 16 games, they, they still got number 12 back there, yeah. uh, you know, and, and Devontae's there. So they're very good on offense, obviously. They've got a lot of skill where number 12 can change the game with number 17 any time. Aaron Jones is running at a high level, and they protect Aaron. Aaron can extend plays with his feet, uh, and obviously, you know, they can hit explosive passes anytime they need to in the pass game. So we'll have our work cut out for us. Uh, it'll be an exciting opportunity. I think our guys will be ready to play and be locked in, and, you know, it's always good to uh, – get back home and kind of have the home crowd behind us as well. You know, you get them in a particularly tough situation, third down and finds a way. And and, and this year they're 11th entering week six in third down conversion. So is that the, is that the down that, that really has to, you know, pay off for the bears here? Yeah. You know, I think that, that, that one's always the down. Yeah. Uh, quite frankly, in football is third down, but really in our opinion, what we try to preach to our guys that we got to win first and second down. You know, we got to get them one, to one-dimensional. And then when you win first and second down, they've got some longer third down distances that they got to travel. And so that helps us, you know, as opposed to if you kind of get a little bit oozy on first and second down and third and shorts come up, you know, that's that's advantage to the offense. So we'll try to win first, second down. And then when it's third down, uh, we're going to do our best to uh, make sure we have a good mix of rush and coverage and, and try, try to win those and get off the field and get the ball back to our offense as soon as we can. Well, enjoy your preparation this week. Uh, it's always fun for a Bears-Packer game, and, uh, you know, you could tap some knowledge as well with Mike Patton. You know you'll get that question many times <laughs> yeah, this week. Yeah, that's right. So enjoy it. That's Thank right. you very much, Sean. Appreciate it. Congratulations Thanks, on the win. So that's going to do it for tonight's show. Appreciate you listening. Thanks again to head coach Matt Nagy and Bears defensive coordinator Sean Desai. Coming up next, the Bears and Packers at Soldier Field. Our pregame begins at 9, kickoff at noon. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been the Bears Coaches Show, brought to you by Whipley CPAs and Consultants. And this is News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Have a great night, everybody.